Train Your Body with the American College of Sports Medicine on Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Here's Melanie Cole. The dietary guidelines were reduced, were released recently, and it's a collection of recommendations released from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services every five years. They're always a little bit controversial. They're basically the government's thoughts on how Americans should be eating, but we, we have realized over the years that some of this advice is research-driven, and some of it is a little political, and sometimes the news, every time the news set's released, people are questioning them. Well, today we have the ultimate expert, Felicia Stoller. She's a registered dietitian, exercise physiologist, and just an all-around nutritional expert, brilliant woman. Dr. Stoller, so hello, and it's wow, your birthday. Wow, I mean, I should call you more often. That was quite the ego boost today. I love that. Well, and also, we <laughs> like to wish you happy birthday from Radio MD Thank here. Thank you. Okay, so so the new guidelines were re- released, and also they even said things like bacon and other red meats were carcinogens. Talk about these new guidelines, and what do they mean? What do people actually take from them? So you know what's so interesting? I was just at a conference, and we were speaking about the fact that you know, the initial findings of the Dietary Guidelines Committee came out almost one year ago, right? It came out last year in February, and then it took almost 11 months for some final report and recommendations to come out. And it's interesting how what the scientists put together is then ultimately whittled down into some message that legislators approved. So that's what's kind of interesting. So, you know, when people look at that, they say, oh, my goodness, you know, how are people supposed to make sense of it? I mean, the truth is these guidelines are supposed to be for healthcare providers to take that information and translate it to consumers. That's what we're supposed to do, explain it and translate it. So what was different? Cutting back on animal-sourced protein, right? There was this whole push to eat more plant-based foods. Some people thought that was new. It's not really new to somebody like myself. Um, there was some talk about things like bacon and uh, processed meats, you know, sort of like the lunch meats that have the nitrates and the nitrites in them, that those may be carcinogen, carcinogenic. You know, that the World Health Organization made some statements about that at the end of last year. I mean, those are not the best cups of meat. You know, at the end of the day, we still talk about eating lean meats, eating moderate amounts of protein. You know, what is not happening, which has nothing to do with the guidelines, are based upon health, right? They look at deficiencies. They look at diseases related to deficiencies, and they look at adequacy. Nobody's really looking at excess, I mean, other than looking at relationships for particular diseases, but some of the mutterings that we, you know, sort of talked about is that there's such a trend, especially in the United States, United States to overeat protein anyway, which we could talk about that in the next segment, but, um, you know, that's a big challenge and what that's doing to kidney health. Um, another thing that was added that was different is to cut out added sugars again, I don't think that there's anything surprising about that, right? I mean, we know what that means, right? It means, like, not drinking soft drinks. But, you know, for some people, they're going to get a little crazy and think, oh, well, don't eat fruits, don't have 100% fruit juice, don't have yogurt, because people will say, oh, there's, you know, quote-unquote sugar on the food label on dairy products. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about added sugars. Yay. What? I said, yay. yay. I, I'm right. glad you pointed that thing, out. Right, is that there was, no, there was no talk about eating cholesterol in foods, which is fine, because we know that eating dietary cholesterol is not what raises our cholesterol. It's really looking at overall dietary 
pattern. So it's looking at whether or not you're consuming too much fat of different types, like specifically on the saturated fat panel, but looking at the animal source saturated fats, which again goes back to the idea of eating less um, animal-based protein, and then also whether or not you're eating adequate fiber, which the typical American diet is inadequate in fiber, which you know we've talked about before. People aren't eating enough fruits and vegetables. So those are the main you know changes or things that are different. Have they ultimately changed the way somebody like myself practices? No. Well, and I think that that's what's so important to note is that these changes are not huge with the exception of some of the red meat. And like you say, those are not the best cuts of meat and everything in moderation, certainly fine. Well, some red meat is okay. I just want to clarify because I'm Absolutely a big some yeah. red meat yes. is okay. And you mentioned that they didn't talk about cholesterol as much. I mean, they did, they, and, and I want to get into the sodium thing too because they did discuss that. But right. the cholesterol thing, we're learning more and more, Dr. Stoller, about inflammation and its role. And then from people like Johnny Bowden and, and Dr. Sinatra, we're learning about inf, you know inflammation and that cholesterol is not the evil doer it used to be thought of. Right. So does this address that at all? I think it addresses it a little bit, but I think the big challenge that people just seem to neglect. And I can tell you this from, you know, whether you call it anecdotal or just what I see in practice, is that most people don't eat enough plant-based foods, and specifically the colorful kind, you know, the, uh, the antioxidant-rich, phytonutrient-rich fruits and vegetables. The pigments and the colors of the pigments are phytonutrients, and they have tremendous value in fighting inflammation. Well, so, so, you know, when we talk it, about let food be thy medicine, I mean, food can be thy antidote as well. And by eating, you know, colorful, really rich, colorful foods, you know, you can't get your, your colors from Skittles. You know, you need to eat things that are red, that are orange, that are green, that are purple, that are, you know, blue or blue-purple and, and yellow. And even the white-colored, you know, foods like uh, like having cauliflower and potatoes and garlic and... You know, onions, I mean, there are health benefits of eating these foods. We need to eat more of them, not fried. (laughs) Well, that's true. I mean, because obviously fried is what really kind of, you know, ruins a perfectly good piece of eggplant or a perfectly good green pepper. And, you know, that's fine. And I personally like those things raw. I love a lot of raw food. And you mentioned fiber, you know, that we're not getting enough fiber in so people don't want to make a salad, Dr. Stoller. It's a pain in the ass. Well, you know, you can buy the components of it pre-washed, pre-chopped, and all you have to do is assemble it. I mean, it gets that easy. That's it is easier so, now than it used to be. It is so much easier. I will admit that when I was in graduate school a gazillion years ago, I used to snub my nose at people that had to buy lettuce, you know, washed, and bagged, and I've become that lady. You know? like, Me too. And it's not a lazy. It's 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 a busy. It's a busy working mom. It's eating I hate washing lettuce. Yeah, I mean even spinach. I have to admit, I don't mind buying the bag spinach. I buy the kale that's already cut up too. When I'm in a rush, I just really like to buy it um, chopped and washed and ready to go. And now they have these veggie slaws that have diced cabbage and cauliflower and broccoli and other. Um, you know, carrots, all shredded up for you. So if you eat it raw, you want to throw it into a saute, it just doesn't get easier. And so many supermarkets are selling 
they're making it themselves. You know, they're taking the produce, they're chopping it up yep. into grab-and-go options for consumers. You could buy a rotisserie chicken and then make your own sides and take, like, no time to make your own fresh vegetables. And see, and that's something. what really is the secret, is that all of these things about convenience and fast food and all this crap that we eat doesn't have to be when you can buy a rotisserie chicken, a perfectly good one, and throw together all those beautiful salad things. And I even recently had kale sprouts. They were so good. And I can just only imagine these things are packed with nutrients. So we didn't get into sodium so much, but we only have like a minute left, less than that. So wrap it up for us on the new dietary guidelines and what you really want listeners to know. What I really want people to know is really concentrate on eating more of your foods from plant-based sources. It should be fruits, vegetables, whole grains, even proteins should be coming from plant-based. Look at fiber in your diet and eat smaller quantities of animal sourced proteins. That's really it. And watch your sodium intake. Again, don't add, don't add salt and don't add sugar and watch your added sugars and drink more water. That's the best thing that people can do for themselves. Absolutely. It's just such great advice. And and the convenient foods are out there. And Dr. Stoller is telling you about them and explaining these dietary guidelines. And you can also go to choosemyplate.gov. Choosemyplate.gov. It's from the USDA. And it gives you kind of a way to set everything out so that it can help you make those great, great choices. You're listening to Train Your Body, Motivate and Perform with the American College of Sports Medicine. This is Melanie Cole. Stay well.